Dragon's Lair, the fantasy adventure where you become a valiant knight on a quest to rescue the fair princess from the clutches of an evil dragon. You control the actions of a daring adventurer finding his way through the castle of a dark wizard who has enchanted it with treacherous monsters and obstacles. In the mysterious caverns below the castle, your odyssey continues against the awesome forces that oppose your efforts to reach the Dragon's Lair. Lead on, adventurer. Your quest awaits. And here we go. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who is scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weekend geek covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 210 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolchahi, and my co-pilots for this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos Buorguel, the man we call Crunch Crunch Hazelnuts, Mr. Glasses. Is that a, a Starbucks drink? We'll find out in November. <laughs> crunch Crunch Hazelnuts? Yeah. I don't know. Why November? Because, uh, you know, they got the uh, the pumpkin spice and all those other... The Hazelnut candy, Crunch Crunch. Hazelnut there you Crunch go. Crunch yeah, and the cotton candy this. Get and, a venti of that, please. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite drink, Les, at Starbucks? Uh, Java Chip. Nobody cares about you and your drinks. I already said the flavor, so it's The all man good. we call King Tom, <laughs> the king of all pods, the man who's rocking some blue hair. We thought it was just the lighting last week, but no. Evidently, it's not. Mr. Tom Papa Smurf Chansky. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I, I was interested in finding out Les's favorite Starbucks drink. Go ahead. It is a job. Nobody shit. cares about it, Les. <laughs> Wrong, Arash. Wrong. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I want this time. No, I swear. No, I promise. Yes, no. You said, what is, is it? Java chip, you said? Yeah, Java chip. That is really good. Java chip. Is Java really chip good. frappuccino. Yeah. Thank you. You're <laughs> welcome. The man we call El Ombre. The man. <laughs> what the fuck was that? And uh, just this FYI, I like my coffee black, and uh, that's how how it rolls, man. I like my coffee. Nah, no, I put some Splendas, not Splendas, but uh, Stevia's in it, and I put whipped cream, a little whipped cream in it. But so it's, I guess it's not black, but it's that's good. cool. It's nice that you make your coffee safe enough for Malik to drink. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right, Eric. It's gonna be one of those nights already. It is. I get it. All Here right. right. How's everybody doing? Everybody but Eric. I don't really care. <laughs> King Tom, how you doing, buddy? I'm I'm pretty good. You know, poison ivy's gone. I got blue hair. Couldn't be better. Dude, you're rocking it, and it's, it looks Thank really you. good. 
Thank you. It does. Give I you like that 20 bucks shirt, later. Your shirt is matching <laughs> your hair. That was yeah. not intentional. But it I, works, though. But it's it like does perfectly work. match. That's the funny thing. It's, it's not like a royal dark, swagger right Yeah, it's like not like a dark blue. It's royal swagger. It's the perfect white or light blue. That's an Old Spice flavor. What's your favorite Old Spice flavor? <laughs> it's not a flavor. Mr. Strotherson, <laughs> how are you? How are you said flavor? How are you doing? <laughs> I hope it's not a flavor for you, buddy. <laughs> I got to taste it first. <laughs> yeah, this will do. This will do. Mr. Strathers, how you doing, buddy? Buddy, I tell you what, man, I'm great. Um, <laughs> my poor band has just hit another snag again today, out of oh, nowhere. No. So it's like, yeah, uh, we're just having we're having troubles getting going, man. Uh, but we're gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen for us. But I yeah. hope it does. Yeah, I, me I, too. That is on my bucket list. It is exactly. And you know what? I said that last podcast and Condor, our friend, the, the man, the myth, the legend, Condor sent me a video of Eric rocking out because he went and saw them. He's like, yeah, don't, he's like, don't right. worry, Raj. I have footage. And he sent me a video in HD, beautiful quality. <laughs> I said, thanks, Condor. It's fantastic. You were, you were rocking out, by the way. That was a I good think night. The, I was so glad he came. That was really cool of him. I think you guys were playing Run to the Hills. You guys play that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that's what it was. Gonzalez, how are you, man? I'm doing okay. Yeah? Everything good? Yep. Everybody, Everything coming up? Gonzalez? I don't want to steal that. Let's let's coin something else instead of everything's coming up. All right, you, everything coming up, Strathers? Sure. Okay, good. Boo, how you doing? I'm good. I'm yeah? Good. Everything's fine? Yeah. Okay, great. No no stories? Nobody did anything stupid? Well. Well. We're here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Where's the last one? <laughs> you know what? Hey. If you ask me tomorrow, I'll tell so you. Much, that's yeah. the perfect segue for somebody who did do something stupid, and that was me. Just real quick, man. Last episode, we were talking about Brie Larson and why why people might have a problem with her. And I was talking about right. like kind of what the buzz was about the press tours going on for, I think it was actually for, I don't think it was Captain Marvel. I think it was, it was for, for Endgame. I for believe. Endgame. Regardless, I want to apologize. I said bitch, and I seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I can't begin to tell you enough. It's just out of ignorance. I have always equated that with being like synonymous with asshole. And I was like surprised dick, or like Dick or prick. Yeah, or something yeah like exactly. And I was surprised and saddened to hear that it really bothered some people. And you know what guys, I am a hundred percent sorry. And I'm a hundred percent glad that you pointed that out to me. Cause seriously, I, I was shocked and then I felt stupid for being shocked. So my apologies to anybody that may have been bothered by that. And my apologies, whether you were bothered by it or not, it wasn't cool. And I hope you know my heart. And uh, that's all I got to say. I, I am. I will be better than that. All right. I'm glad I sucked the air out of the room with that one. <laughs> no, that's actually really, really uh, big of you, Eric, to yeah, to apologize. Oh, absolutely. You, right? absolutely. I and I that. hope everybody knows. Well, maybe they don't know, but I hope that our intentions when we say things like that, 99.99999% of the time, probably is not the intention that <laughs> it really means, yeah. if that makes sense at all. But uh, I hope you guys all know who we are as people. But yes, we we can but, and try to do better. Absolutely, and be better. So it's yeah, mm -hmm. it starts like right there. So and thank you yeah. for letting us know. Yeah, seriously, thank like you. Because honestly, sometimes I have no idea. We're all yeah. growing. We're yeah. all growing. Exactly. I, I'm dumb, and you know. Oh, okay. So let's, <laughs> whew, let's shake it off. I do have to tell you something that will turn this around, and you're gonna laugh. So, boo, I we turn on Voodoo, and my wife is like, "When did we get the last dragon on there?" And I said, "Well, just you hold on. You know what we should do? Why don't we watch it right now? We got the kids. They like the Karate Kid. They'll think this is hilarious. I got you. We're gonna watch this movie. Twenty minutes in, 
they're all three like this is unwatchable oh (laughs) no thank you and i had to shut it off and i slunk out of there with my tail between my legs in shame i was so devastated man they just weren't having it stella was trying to be so nice dad um, i don't i don't think this is very good Oh, <laughs> oh, the fact the fact that she was trying to be nice about it makes her hurt even more because she's like, I can see how much you're excited for this, but I gotta break it to you. This sucks. Yeah, this is awful. <laughs> oh, that's the worst part. I would rather have been like, Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, instead of just being real nice about it. What is uh, wrong with you, Dad? How yeah. did you ever like this? Is this are you were you liking it ironically? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, it's like somebody cooking a meal and it's shit, but you got you still gotta eat it. And you're like, it was tasty, but you know what? Let's get tasty out tomorrow yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be like yeah this isn't that hot let's get takeout right now <laughs> do you like it ironically <laughs> oh man I hope people don't say that listening to us <laughs> I, I think that's some of the top reviews on iTunes they like it ironically <laughs> Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> I like five it. You know, I'll, I'll, take take it. I'll take an ironic five stars. Yeah. Shit. yeah, you we keep did listening. Get a, we did get a crazy review, uh, which I appreciate. We got four stars out of five, but the review was, I love the show. It's great. But do you have to say, let's talk about every time you talk about something? <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Let's talk about, let's talk about. That was that you? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about, let's talk about. Let's, and then he made an example. Let's talk about. And then you put they, an example? No, the title was, let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about. <laughs> uh, so now I'm, when I'm editing, I'm listening for let's talk about. Is that your uh, your um and your pauses? I, I don't even know if it was me because um, I, I try to listen uh, a couple of times. I say so a lot. I have everybody down. Everybody on this podcast, everybody has their thing. Everyone. I have it down. I know what the waveforms look like for everybody's <laughs> specific <laughs> thing. Let me just cut that out. I there. say so a shit ton of times. So, 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 so I know exactly. See, I did it again. It's I know your, exactly it, how it looks like. It's your transitional word. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Well, let's Bless. talk about what the, what the rest of us do. Let's talk about what King Tom does. <laughs> Les doesn't say um, doesn't say so, but Les loves to pause. Oh, he pauses for For an ever. eternity before it comes out, what, what his message comes out, because he doesn't want to say um or so, he, which he, I respect. He does He does the uh, the Obama pause where he's like, um, mm-hmm. Sasha, right, right. Malia. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Boo. Okay, leave your impression at that. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> good. I just love the way he does it. It's my it's job great. now to start censoring us. No, just, just do it. You're done. You're done. You're and sh- Boo, Boo, I have you down to science. You know what you do? You don't Michelle. even realize it. Oh, uh, no, I don't. I know. Yeah. Boo will say things and things like that. And things like that, a ton. A ton. ton. King Tom will not say so, will not say um. Well, he says um sometimes. But King Tom will repeat a word. Like he'll say, I, I, um, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric does the same thing. Eric likes to say um, and he likes to repeat words as well. Everybody um does. is something I've really tried to massage out. It's hard. It's but hard. I tell you what, the one that gets me is, you know. You know. I <laughs> cruise in with a little, you know. And then right. take back off and, you know. And the listeners are probably like, I don't re- listen. I don't <laughs> realize that at all. It's because I take all of it out. <laughs> you're saying you're cutting half of what I have to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why our podcasts are an hour and 15 minutes, guys. Because we record, they, we, we for, record for two and a half yeah. hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a story, a real quick one. Brittany Brown, Boo's better half, sent me Much better half. a Nintendo <laughs> Entertainment System, the original. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. And I was so excited. First, she said it was an N64. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take an N64. That's cool. But then in the garage, I see an NES. And I go, boo, whose NES is this? And he's like, it's yours. 
I go, oh my God, is this what Brittany gave me? And she gave me a slew of games. I'm talking great games. Tetris, Miss Pac-Man, football, basketball. There was Metroid 2. I am very excited. Uh, was it that Dragon's Lair or whatever? Well, though? that's my story. Oh, So I see Dragon's Lair <laughs> and I get goosebumps mm-hmm. and I get PTSD because I remember mm-hmm. the fucking agony I had with that game. So I put it in. Doesn't want to work initially. I said, oh, you're fucking me already. Of course not. (laughs) So I I do the whole like taking it and pushing it down. And they know that little noise it makes. Did you blow on it? Yes. I was going to say I blew on it, but I knew you guys would say something and laugh. That's why I just didn't say that. Fucking King Tom. King Tom, no. Look at him smiling. It's Nintendo. Everybody blows on it. Okay. I absolutely absolutely blew on it. And I blew inside the Nintendo. Sorry. Wait. What what did you say, King Tom? Go ahead, King Tom. What was that? No, I I didn't even think of that as a joke until you said it. It was a legitimate question. Oh, okay. It's a legit question. I got to ask King Tom because he comes after me, man. Did you make eye contact as you did it, though? As I blew in it? Yeah. <laughs> Carlos, Jimmy. you're done. That's it. Stop. Carlos is done. Well, I got it to work, turned on, press start, play, start playing in it, instantly fucking died. I said, okay, wait a minute here. And it doesn't even look like anything like the arcade game. It's just it's typical NES bullshit. Side scroller. Side scroller. Yeah. And it's, I was like, this is not it. Play, turn it on, played it again. Died. I couldn't get three inches off the the screen like oh, i couldn't move i kept no. dying and dying i just finally said fuck this i turned this off i said you're still fucking me <laughs> dragon's lair oh i thought you I meant so so i thought the game died no you i died oh character, <laughs> he, he, he didn't nothing's changed all these years so that's the only thing it has in common with the actual arcade game yes is that it's you impossible it's impossible and i was like fuck you guys you should have made that easy at least Hey, how did you, what did you have to do to connect it to your TV to actually well, get it to sorcery? <laughs> yeah, it's black magic. Well, Brittany sent me one without a power source or the AV plugs and all that. So I went on eBay, ordered a power yeah. source, a connector that also connects to Sega Genesis. So now I'm, I'm in the fucking hunt for a Sega Genesis. <laughs> I might yeah. as well. Get one. So I ordered Sega. a piece that came in two days, connected it works perfectly but the thing is that in our little game room i have an old school tv on purpose ah, because i okay. have all my old school stuff connected to it. i have an atari i have yeah he I does. Have a super yeah. nintendo hmm. and i now have an nes and i mean I've, you mean those don't connect to hdmi they do not do no. no so i was gonna actually ask eric is there a way of connecting something like that to an hdmi i don't know and here's the thing and the reason this just came up is my wife pulled out her original nintendo and we oh, were cool. going to, you know, get the kids involved and show them what video games were like. And back when, <laughs> you know, dinosaurs roamed the land and I had all the stuff. I've got a component in, I've got a composite in and it won't do anything with the image. And it's mm. because I'm pretty sure what it outputs is the equivalent of 240p. And wow, even nice. on an underscan, your TV can't do anything with it. So what you typically have to do, they make an adapter or they make adapters where you can plug stuff like that in. But it's hit and miss on how well it works. And also a lot of times there's a delay so that it's almost un- unplayable. You know what I mean? But I, do, I it wasn't worth it for me to go ahead and try. We have a couple of old tube televisions down, you know, uh-huh. downstairs in the basement doing nothing that if I was that desperate, I could pull one out. But yeah, that's interesting because before I got this uh, old school tube TV to make it work, I tried it on a like a 37 inch flat screen, not the NES, the Super NES. I got it to work, but it looks really shitty. It's like spread out. It's just uh-huh. not cool. Yeah, the aspect ratio. Like is I play, off, like yeah. I have Super Star Wars, Super Empire, and Super Return of the Jedi, and 
it looked like <laughs> shit. So I switched it over to a tube TV and it's, it's great. I, I have this thing called a Raspberry Pi. It's oh, a yeah. little computer and you can have a Nintendo, Atari, ColecoVision mm. and Super Nintendo and a bunch of games for that. That, you know, and I got a few controllers off of Amazon. It hooks up to the TV and that. That works OK. Looks, and you, yeah, you play it, all those games. Yeah. As wow. long as you can find That's the rad. games or know someone who has them and can hook you up. That's really cool. Because mm. it's That's just really a ROM, cool. right? It's yeah, just they're a, just yeah. just ROMs. Yeah. Man, I had to hit you up sometime on the side about that, King Tom. I'd like to know more about that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that, that's really cool because I, I know that our listener, our friend Tracy Moon, he said that you're able to put a Raspberry Pi in the arcade one-ups and play three, 400 yeah. games. I need to learn how to do that. That's yeah, for sure. That's pretty Shit. cool. Well, there you go. That was my story. Let's give out the shenanigans. Check us out on the Sithless.net where you can listen to the entire Sithless catalog. Also, it's where you can buy Sithless gear, look at some videos, including our trailer trash videos. Just click on the trailer trash tab and you'll see four of them up there already. And you can see us being very shocked of how bad these trailers really are. You can also look at some of our favorite podcasts on our Pod It Forward page. Podcasts like Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Pop Culture Hour, The Bad Motivators, Force Toast, and The Canto by Dispatch. Star Wars spelled out. The Geek Dudes, Sisters with Sabers. I said it right. Yes, Maria, you did. I said it right. You Thank did. you. You did. And much, much more. And uh, check them out and click them, and you will go to a place where you can listen to it do you like that boo that's better i didn't say fuzzy place oh huh. but there you go you ruined it by pointing out that you didn't say it yeah. i know i did that on purpose Eric. i was in a, I was, I, I was in a band with a guy who's like i know you don't like me making c- cracks about your weight so i'm just not gonna say anything <laughs> <laughs> i see how you did that there what an yeah, asshole yeah, yeah and that's what i was going for there box office slash streaming our streaming top five the secret dare to dream I don't know what that is. Two, you should have left. Three, Deep Blue Sea. Three, that is actually, uh, hold on there. Trolls number four and Scoob number five. Gee, Scoob. There it is. What about Capone? Capone is completely off the list. As much as you're trying, King Tom. (laughs) Man, here's your top three in box office. The Tax Collector. That's Shia LaBeouf's feature film. $317,000. The Rental and The Big Ugly. Those are your top three. I don't know what the rental and Big Ugly made, but the tax collector, 317000 Anybody watch anything good this weekend? I don't well, know. since it's 2010, I started watching Community on Netflix. <laughs> Dude, that may be some of the best television I've ever seen. I haven't laughed out loud that much for TV in so long. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But you're a huge Parks and Rec fan. Oh, yeah, dude. I love Parks and Rec. So uh, how does this compare to that? Because I just started watching that. It's a little... Uh, well, it's it's like apples and oranges. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Parks and Rec is my favorite of the shows, but there's just instances that occur on Community that are so well thought out and over the top. Parks and Rec is closer to being realistic than Community <laughs> is. But there is some good, good stuff, man. It's just, it's very well done. Completely unbelievable. But that's part of what makes it so endearing and funny. It's oh, a very cool. good show. There was yeah. a time when they were on the same night. Actually, it was for a few years. They were on like, and I don't know if it was back to back or one was like at 8.30 and the other was at 9.30. But they were on within like two hours of each other. And it was. And they were both on NBC, correct? Yeah, but what, uh, yeah. Except yeah. for the last season of Community was a Yahoo oh, tried producing yeah, it right. and it was okay, but it was weird because it was ex- like instead of being 22 minutes, it was like 32 or something. 
because mm-hmm. they had more time and it was just weird because it was on Yahoo and then Yahoo TV went out of business and blamed community. <laughs> the uh, just get, uh, be a little bit patient during the fourth season, Eric. That's all I have to say. That's what Amanda told. So my wife, she watched this okay. and and uh, she was in love with it. And so she's so subtle. She's like, so, hey, um, if you were wanting to watch this show, I would totally watch it all again with you just if you want to. And I'm like, message received. Let's go ahead and fire it up. And I was hooked right away. But oh, she did great. say the same thing about the fourth season. It has some it has some good moments, but it just it's very different. I'll start it after I watch Parks and Rec. I I'm on an end of season three and it's oh I love I mm-hmm. so love the show. And by the way, the first episode that Rob Blow is on, because I've been waiting for Rob Blow forever. Uh-huh. First episode he's on when he is in his office for the first time, Amy Poehler goes in there and he says, Welcome, welcome, welcome. It was so great. There you I was go. Like, oh my man. god, that's so fantastic! And I've never even watched the show. Lorena's like looked at me and goes, "Oh my god!" I go, "I know, it's great." That, yeah, it, absolutely it, love the show. If you get a chance, check out his podcast. Literally, the very first episode was with Chris Pratt, and they spent quite oh. a bit of time talking about their time together on the oh, show. Oh, that's great. and uh, it's very good. And I was for some reason shocked to find out that Rob Lowe curses like a sailor. Hey, Rob, what's, what's, uh, what's going on? Hello. You didn't hear? We're coming back on the air January twentieth. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You mean we haven't been on TV? Yeah, we were off the air for a couple months, but now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You knew that, right? No, I did not fucking know that. How fucking long have I not been on television? Rob, this is good news. What's good news? That this hasn't been on TV for five fucking months? <gasps> oh, my oh, face! Great. Jesus. Now I'm out of coffee. You, production assistant, look me in the face. Get the fuck to Pete's coffee and get me a new coffee. I'm on the show. You are not. Yeah, I am. I was, Since when? Since the beginning. I was on it before you. You weren't. No one's been on the show before me. There was no fucking show before me. I am Robert Bacifius Lowe. So put that information up your asshole. So I was like, oh, that's wow. Cool. But it, it is. I'm glad you're digging the show, man. I um, love it. Love it. The uh, Lorena is tar- really liking it, too. She looked at me after Rob Lowe was on and she goes, he is incredibly good looking. I go, I know he's incredibly good looking. You don't have to tell me. What's great to see is like Chris Pratt, who plays Andy Dwyer. He comes back whenever he's shooting Guardians, I'm guessing, because he's gone for a little while. And he oh, comes yeah. back and he's in super good shape. Yeah. Oh, he comes <laughs> back in good shape? And they're like trying to explain that away. And he's oh, like, God. so all you did was quit drinking beer, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I can't wait for that. But, I know. Yeah. I heard it, it keeps getting better and better. So I'm very excited. Yeah. It does. I, Watch, watching the romantic relationships that unfold is really very endearing in that show. Man. It really it's is. It really is. They do a really good job. And I, it seems like the whole Pam and Jim aspect of The Office has been replicated like two or three different couples on Parks and Rec. And it's different, but it has that same feel. It's very endearing and it's really nice and really well done. They so don't drag it out, though. They don't drag it out. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, in office, it took like six seasons, right? Yeah, I felt. Well, well you I know, felt, when you felt like it, when you're busy chipping away at an engaged couple, it takes some time to <laughs> it work sure that does, game. That sure <laughs> does. That's true. <laughs> I did get to finish, and I know I'm late on this thing, but the Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan documentary, that was on ESPN, and they have it on Netflix now, and it's uncut which is fantastic. And I finished it 
And now I can listen to the Bad Motivators Patreon episode with Dallas and Luke because they, they know they covered it and I didn't want to listen to it because I hadn't watched it yet. But now I'm going to be all about it. One of the coolest things, they end the whole thing off with a Pearl Jam song that's not a very popular song. And I wonder if they purposely did that because Eddie's from Chicago, but they used a song called Present Tense. It was so beautifully done. Me and Lorena watched it and we absolutely loved that whole documentary. You guys all watched it? Yeah. Was that the last person? I, have I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet, Boo? Mm-hmm. Oh, King Tommy, have you seen it? No, I have not. Uh, even if you're not a basketball fan, it is done so well. Pretty much binged it. 10 episodes done really well that out i'm sure you have everybody except for people that are on this podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> anything else umbrella academy i'm i'm still digging my way I'm, I'm on episode like five or something it's really good oh, yeah. soundtrack is fantastic we got a tweet from somebody that said we're surprised that less didn't talk about the soundtrack and i yeah. i specifically told less not to get into it because yeah. i don't want to get it spoiled but go yeah go ahead the soundtrack's great yeah the music is perfect just perfect just in the very different uh the songs are great, and then there's if there's a cover song, it's still just as good. So, so great. It's, I will say Perry Mason, we've been pushing Perry Mason, less than I at least. Yeah. Season ended. It was great. Season two has already been greenlit. Yes. It, it was greenlit three weeks before the season finale. And I just found out that Robbie Downey Jr. and his wife are executive producers. They're the oh. ones that started this whole thing. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And check Perry Mason out. Now that it's all done, you can watch it all on HBO or HBO Max. Yep. All right, there is that. Now let's get into some Star Wars talk. Uh, Kylo, let's do it. It's time for Eric's Star Wars Report. Well, I hope that you're ready for some Cassian Andor series news because, man, finally, we have some. They haven't started filming again, and (laughs) (laughs) that's the news. No, we got some Cassian news, but first and foremost, man, Diego Luna, he was talking to The Guardian, and he said, shooting is starting around the world so slowly, we're going back, but there's no rush. And he goes on to essentially say that we have to like analyze what's really important and what's not, and be smart about this. And, and so, yeah, he, they, they are not like rushing in head first to get this thing in the can. Which, right. whatever, man. I mean, I think that's the kind of the general vibe with a lot of things. But at least there's some actual news about it as opposed to wild speculation. Yeah, uh, good for him for saying that. Because if they go back in and do this and it stops midway and they have to start all over again, it just, it's, it's not going to be good. So Right, right. And, th- and that's, dude, I'm going to tell you, that's been one of our biggest problems with essentially everything we've done at my job. You know, I work at a church. Do we start having more services? No, because if we start and then have to stop them, that's, that's no good. Well, do we reopen the children's areas? No, because if we don't have the volunteer manpower to handle it and we have to shut it back down, that's worse than never opening it. It's just one of those things where it's like everybody's looking at everybody else to see what they do next. And, you know, like the kids being back in school here soon, that's we're really going to get an eyeful and, and to see what sure how that goes will determine what the nation does otherwise. But right, right, right. But uh, um, so some casting news here. Does anybody know how to pronounce pronounce this lady's name? It's Adria, I think. Arona? Arona. 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 Uh-huh. 
And uh, yeah, she is going to be in the Cassian Andor series also. And I don't know exactly what it is she's going to do. But hey, she's going to be in there. And that's news. Does anybody and has anybody heard any rumors about what her role is going to be? No rumors, but I know we have seen less than I have seen her. I think Boo too. Six Underground is one of the films that we promoted uh, heavily when it came yeah. out on Netflix. And she was great in it. Yeah, it, what is it? I I had to remember who she was. I was like, oh shit, that's yeah, right. She was really yeah. good, really good. So I'm excited, and I I like the whole Latin feel of the. If she's a lead, they're gonna have two leads that are Latinx. Mm -hmm. By the way, I was on Kessel Run Radio last night, and I don't know if you saw Eric, but they dropped some stuff. I did not see it. Well, we, they were just talking about the three different spinoffs that are rumored to be coming off the Mandalorian show. And that, which is the live action Ahsoka Tano series standalone. And then there was the live action Boba Fett they were talking about. And the third one, I believe um, they're going to be releasing that information a little bit later. So we can't really get into that just yet. But I wanted to get your guys' takes on a live action Boba Fett series. Uh, we've talked about the Ahsoka Tano reality. Well, that was... We, we just heard that she might just be in a couple episodes or a couple scenes, but this is going to be a live action series that they're thinking about doing. Is the third one Darth Plagueis? It is not. <laughs> Definitely not Darth Plagueis. <laughs> Good one, though. Buddy. Boba Fett. I, I told them that anything about Boba Fett, Boba Fett's probably the most overrated character in the history of film, but he looks badass. So he is got this like, you know, legendary status, but anything they can add to the backstory. And I think they're going to use the stuff from the novel from Aftermath. Where he's kind of like guy with no name, like Cop Vance. Yes, that's right. I think that's exactly what they're going to go with, and we might see him in the Mandalorian. We're gonna, I th believe, we're going to see a lot of people in Mandalorian season two, and that's going to be just spread out to different live action series. The springboard, if you will. There it is, the springboard, the Sarlacc pit spit out. So, Ew. like that whole Cobb Vance storyline in Aftermath, in the uh, well storyline, it's a interlude. But it's it's very intriguing, if you will. And I do wonder, though, we've got the Mandalorian. We've already got a bounty hunter in Mandalorian armor walking around in a show. A lot of people have figured that's the closest we're going to get to Boba Fett because what else are they going to do with another guy on another show walking around in Mandalorian armor unless he's not armored up? Let me tell you. But they thought on the show yesterday, which was, I think Noah brought this up. How about Cod Vance finds the armor, but Boba Fett's still alive. And Boba Fett tries to find him, the guy that took his armor. And it becomes this thing where they're after each other. That kind of feel is what they were talking about, which would be really cool. That was a theory, by the way. They didn't say that that was something they've heard. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, because Boba Fett is a bad guy. He, is, he, he, has, has, to, he has to stay a bad guy, essentially. Well, he, he's a bounty hunter. Yeah. The thing, I like that idea, but the thing is, Cobb Vanth stays on Tatooine as the so-called sheriff of a community they're trying mm -hmm. to build. Right. And so if that's the story, then you're having a whole series on a desert planet. And we've seen quite a few desert planets on The Mandalorian. We're going to be seeing a whole other show, Kenobi, on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be at least the third live-action show of which the majority will be set on a desert planet named Tatooine. I get that it's a cheap and easy place to film sometimes, but I would like a little bit more visual variation in terms of locations. Yeah, I get that. 
I totally get that. But it might be a lot easier during this pandemic yeah. to do something like that for multiple series. And I'm sure we wouldn't mind. You could have like a big canyon and you could have <laughs> one guy on one side, <laughs> the other side, <laughs> another, and just shout back and forth at each other. Hey, hey. <laughs> Give me my armor back. Come get it. Well, uh, we can't have contact. I Why need does to... my armor smell like shit? Yeah, I need you to wipe it down with Lysol first. Yeah. I told him the whole episode is going to be him getting the armor and for breezing the shit out of it because, you know, I got regurgitated. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. So that was some news. And by the way, guys, click on those guys are killing it. I love those guys. Corey and Noah Kessel Run Transmissions. Kessel Run Radio is on Kessel Run Transmissions. Subscribe to their YouTube. Follow them on Twitter. They are doing a great job. And it was a pleasure to be on their podcast. YouTube show is whatever you call it. By the way, Eric, while we're plugging shows, you were on a show. I was, man. I was on Star Wars Spelt Out with yes. our pal Josh Chapman. We had a good time, man. I like the format of his show. He keeps it super mm-hmm. tight. It's very conversational. And uh, I'm also, it, it cracks me up that... I, I get it's very plain. I like what I like that the cover art that he made for the episode was Taylor Swift in concert <laughs> and I'm photoshopped in the background playing guitar or wait, and I'm not photoshopped. That was a real picture of me in the background <laughs> playing guitar. Yeah, exactly. To the general public, I am either the Star Wars guy or the Taylor Swift guy. And you know what? I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, that's not bad. How about at least they didn't pull out a wedding picture for yours because they Corey and Mr. Outlaw took a picture of me in a suit and tie during the my wedding day and superimposed them. And then I had uh, was it Matt Frost put something like it's Weekend at Bernie's or something. I was like <laughs> a Weekend at Bernie's. So I also read that a bunch of different traits that Vader visits Padme's tomb, which I thought was really interesting because mm-hmm. I was thinking if he visits her tomb and felt some remorse. Is this the first steps towards Vader turning over a new leaf before he helped Luke with Palpatine? King Tom, have you seen this panel? Have you read it, this? It was, uh, I think we talked about the Vader series last, last week, week about yeah. how the one hand maiden was teaming up with what's his name? Captain Typho from right. episodes two and three to Arr. assassinate Vader. And so the, uh, just because of the, the scheduling of the Marvel distribution was messed up. We got one issue last week and another issue this week. And it picks up right where the last one did. One of the sea monsters from the opening part of the Phantom Menace is about to bear down on Vader under the water. Vader kills it from the inside. Oh, love it. And ends up, you know, in the capital city of Naboo. And he is, he faces down this whole crew of the handmaidens from the prequels. Rick Ollie or Rick Olay, oh. the pilot who is, that's Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Yeah. That guy. And, and just a bunch of other people from Naboo. And he kills some of them. Some of them, I think it's implied that he spares some of the handmaids. And the way the story is told, you see him facing off, but then you also see Anakin's memories of them from when we saw them in the prequels. Oh, that's so like the, cool. The one that was on that sky bus when Anakin and Padme were going off to Naboo and she's like, we'll be brave your highness. Yeah. That one, like she's there and, and all of them are there. And I think it's implied that he spares them and then, but he does go. And the the last page of the book is he opens up Padme's tomb and walks in. Man, that's that's pretty awesome, man. Mm -hmm. That's pretty big. These are canon. And I think, 
I don't know that it's for sure, but like you said before, this story is told between Empire and Jedi. And when I was younger, I always had the impression that they did soften Darth Vader a little bit, that something inside him was turning towards the light Mm -hmm. a little bit, so to speak. And a few weeks ago, they had the Comic-Con at home. And they had the, the, some of the Star Wars authors and Greg Pak, the guy who's writing this, he said he wanted to explore how Vader was just as traumatized by and meeting and acknowledging his son as Luke was on Bespin. Uh-huh. And that's what he hopes to explore. And I can kind of see maybe they're setting up that idea that Vader is slowly being pulled towards yeah, the by the right. time we see him in Return of the Jedi. Wow, that's really, really interesting. All right. Well, thank you, Eric. Appreciate that, my man. Let's jump into pop culture and all that other stuff that we love to talk about. We got an email from OG Rob, a quick but sweet one. Hey, Sith List. Hope you're all safe and sound. Boo. Welcome back to my good graces. Oh, thank glad you, you liked the movie. Later, OG Rob. Well, th- <laughs> thanks, Rob. I'm glad yeah, he that actually stopped by uh, this week, came and visited me at work. Was he very happy? I let him know I was actually about to text him while we were recording that. Oh, and cool. I'm like, nah, I better back off and just let him hear it on the show. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, he fucking finally watched it. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's like, I'm glad he liked it. Uh, and then he, you know what? Rob's actually a really good dude, man. He, uh, he dropped off a really cool gift. Uh, I'll tell you guys about it in the next episode. Oh, great. For a us? A couple episodes later. For me, but it's... Oh, the hell. Man. I don't care. It's really cool. Yeah, no, we're not, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I was no, interested. No, 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 I should care. I was super actually, interested for say, a second and then was like, me. Yeah, me too. Exactly. <laughs> no, um, well, he dropped off the uh, graphic novels of John Lewis's March. Oh, March. Nice. Yeah, what well, we talked about. That's How cool. cool. That is great. So, yeah. so, uh, also, far, you got a gift. Boo got a gift. So, Eric, King Tom, and I are just waiting on the gifts. Okay, cool. Easy. Right on. Easy there. Well, he did, he, did get us, he did get us some beers, though. Remember that? Our 100th that's, episode? That's yeah. very true. Yeah. Those were those were drank rather well, fast. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, they were gone real quickly. <laughs> OG Rob, we really appreciate it, buddy. Hope you're doing well and you're safe and healthy and all that great stuff. Yeah. Email from Jim. Hey, Sithless, would you rather be able to speak every language fluently or play every instrument perfectly? I heard it on another Star Wars podcast and would love to know what you guys say. Stay safe, buddy. Glad your family's doing so good. Keep up all the great work. Okay. Well, thank you, Jim. First of all, this is a great question. I want to ask Eric first. Because he could play an instrument. I can't play an instrument except for the skin flute. Eric, what do you say about this? Would you rather play every instrument or speak every language fluently? I would rather be able to play every instrument. And here's why. I feel very connected to music. I feel like I can speak more from the heart with music than I can verbally sometimes. And like I, for example, I say, um, way less with my guitar than I do my mouth. (laughs) And, uh, but, but seriously, I can, I can have somebody translate my speech for me if I need that done, but I can't have somebody pour out what I'm feeling in my heart on a piano. Now I will tell you this, I would trade being able to be a guitar player to be a master pianist. If you can learn any instrument piano learn that go on laugh it up i wasn't i didn't mean that as a joke i no, know you didn't no, i know you, you said penis people started and then boo looked at me and i heard king tom chuckle and laugh. i just started losing it was it was oh, king tom's fault eighth grade no you, uh, you left first 
I did I? Yes, well, no, you I, did. I laughed visually, but I kept it in. King Tom <laughs> doesn't make it better. No, have you agreed, y'all? We're you've heard the joke about the guy who had the stupid genie, right? That he was trying to give it away at a bar for something. No, and they're like, what's you know? He's a genie; he can grant wishes, but he's stupid. What makes him stupid? And he's <laughs> like, well, here, and the guy pulls out a miniature grand piano and sets it on top of the bar. And he pulls, opens his briefcase and pulls out this little guy who's like this tall and sets him up there. And the guy starts playing. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Why would that genie's not stupid? He made, he goes, do you really think I wished for a 12-inch pianist? <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Dirty dad joke. Well, right I'm happy I laughed at that cheapy, <laughs> that's awesome. cheapy thing because that joke came out of it. That's so good. But I agree with you, Eric. I would also want to learn how to play or be able to play any instrument. My dream is to learn how to play an instrument. So that would be unbelievable where I could play the drums or piano or, or anything. The tuba. Yeah, big, big popular tuba guy. Uh, So I'm down. I would definitely. I speak two languages. I speak Farsi and I speak English sometimes. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go gym. I'm going to go instruments. How about you, King Tom? As much as I would love to be the world's greatest guitar player, I'm going to go languages. Wow. Okay. I like to travel. I like to watch and learn things. And I, I think I'd have more fun and probably make more money speaking languages. Hmm. Mm. That's the thing. I think being able to play any instrument perfectly would make me more money than being be able to speak any language fluently. Ooh, interesting. And, and yeah, tra- traveling, uh, that's something that would be amazing, but I would feel almost, because let, let's say I traveled anywhere with Brittany, uh, we could go anywhere because I could speak any language, but I would have to fill her in on everything. So I would kind of feel mm. like I have, I have to... Like I'm taking her somewhere and she might feel disadvantaged or something like that even more so instead of both of us being, you know, at a, at a, at a mm-hmm. negative, you know, just, just her, you know, that kind of thing. But with a, in the, but then with the instrument, I can make a boatload of cash. And you can play anywhere. like the harp for her and serenade her. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I can totally see you doing that. Mm-hmm. Banjo <laughs> and all that. Yeah. Banjo. Went from a harp to a banjo. Yeah. I can see you in deliverance playing a banjo. <laughs> Cue it up. <laughs> I always thought with language that why don't they teach everyone in junior high school and high school sign language? Yeah, everybody can speak mm-hmm. it. You know. And in a universal sign language. So if you go anywhere in the world, you can at least get through by speaking well, yeah, sign language mm-hmm. by using your hands and well and see now that you said that, that's why I would pick being able to know every language fluently to be able Thank to communicate you. with anybody yes because then we can even get weirder and go into superpowers i'd be able to talk to animals too so i could fucking Ooh. tell lizards to say the fuck away from me oh you guys he didn't really specifically say if it wasn't just english like human language that's right like Whoa. could you fi- it's like a cipher you, thing could you fi- there you go that's like exactly right King Tom. you want to talk lizards cipher just like him and just be able to speak any language now we've, fluently now we've gone nerdy yes yeah. we have yeah. i like it <laughs> Less is the first time I'm using the nerd sound effect on you. That's, That's fine. It's great. Say okay. That's good. I love this. Okay. It's one of my favorite sound effects. I usually use on Eric. Yeah. But Les, it's coming to you. Good job. Good job, buddy. Wear okay. that badge with honor, sir. Yes. yes I yes, do. Yes, yes. I will. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. That was a really good question. It looks like Disney's not making 4K Blu-ray titles anymore, guys. What's interesting is, are they not going to do this so they can jack up their subscriptions on Disney Plus because they can... Have it out only there. Oh, so if, if you want to see it on the highest it quality, does. you have to see it on Disney+. Right, the Plus. Digital Bits. What a name. The Digital Bits reports that Disney does not have any plans for future 4K Ultra HD catalog releases, apart from Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel-related projects. 
Wait, what? Wait, yeah, what? I was gonna say that. Wait, wait what does that mean? Yeah. Apart from Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel-related projects, the outlet reports that Disney is abandoning uh, 4K you can't physical get any media. Of the classics. Okay. You can't get any of the classic Disney stuff. Fox stuff. Oh, Fox stuff. The outlet reports that Disney <laughs> is abandoning 4K physical media and focus on building its new streaming service, Disney Plus. So that's what it is. Fox stuff. So what is it? What is it giving the kid you don't like the the shitty clothes or the hand me downs and the kid you do like he gets the new clothes? Right, for it's school. awful. It's awful. Wow. But I would think that if you stop 4Ks from Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel, then wouldn't that boost up your subscription way more? If we can't buy the next Star Wars film on Blu-ray, yeah, wouldn't be subscribe. Wouldn't be right. subscribing. Like, yeah. I mean, we already subscribed. I think I I think they're still making Blu-rays. I think the 4K is the question. Yeah, here. but a lot of these ultra fans. Oh get, yeah, but but I think I think also what it is is that we've reached a close to the pinnacle of technology where people are coming out with 8K TVs. You really can't see that much of a difference because there was a drastic difference between regular or standard definition to high definition. You know, you could see something incredible, 4K and Ultra 4K. You know that that got even better. And I think at now at this point, the human eye just can't really tell a drastic difference between 4K and 8K. And anything past that is just beyond comprehension as far as the mind and the eye mm-hmm. can see. So I think I think they're. It's it's interesting that they've stop doing the 4k thing mm-hmm. i don't know because that i guess i guess they didn't see that much of a uptick for it and things like that or maybe not as much of a a you know the title wave will change of being like oh my god i gotta get it i gotta get it so that might be it so i, I don't know i i think it deals more on the of course financial and, t- and, and yeah uh, technology side than anything else interesting what do you, eric what do you think well, they're talking specifically about physical media, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, physical it, media. Because that's the thing. You're, there's no way that they are not going to have their 4K product available for like streaming on uh, Amazon Instant Video oh, and yeah. Vudu mm-hmm. and all that. Oh, yeah. It's all physical. It's, it's physical media. And quite honestly, that doesn't shock me. Because if you ask the average person, I don't know very many people with 4K Blu-ray players at all mm, mm-hmm. i i bought my xbox one x specifically to have well i wanted an xbox or you know either that or a ps4 i was on the fence but i wanted that uh 4k blu-ray player but not very many people have them and you know having those discs sitting on the shelf they're expensive every i suspect that the bulk of their business is being done through digital distribution and so i'm not surprised there's a lot of people who just aren't buying them because they have run out of room mm-hmm. and i mean we're we've got so many blu-rays we don't know what to do with them and we never get them out because we always watch them streaming yeah when's the last time anybody's other than star wars other than star wars when's the last time anybody's bought a 4k or bought a blu-ray um, i don't have to say a black friday a i'm sure people ago. have yeah. but mm-hmm. i'm asking you guys for yeah black about friday Endgame. a couple years ago that's it you bought endgame yeah okay that's cool Amanda prefer, uh, prefers to have b- physical media, um, oh, okay. But okay. mostly because she was born in the 1920s. You guys think <laughs> I seem old? Good lord, that woman! But uh, <laughs> I like physical media for some things, still. Uh, but you know, that's just it. Wouldn't be the end of the world if I stopped doing it and went to digital only. Right, right. King Tom, what you, what'd you say you bought? Well, I bought the movie Argo what 2012 
Oh, what a that was like the last Blu-ray I bought, and it was at least five years ago. But my question about the, you know, most of these movies are going to be in like the Fox catalog, and the Fox catalog goes back decades. How much of it can you upscale into something like 4K anyway? Right, 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 right. right. What would be the best res- resolution these films would be able to be produced in? Mm-hmm. You bring up a good point because we were just watching Ghostbusters. And you know that movie is Henry's too. Jam. Oh, and yeah. we watched it. Uh, you know, I bought the Blu-ray. It was supposed to come with the digital code, didn't? So on and so on. And they ended up just coughing up and giving us the the 4K code. But we had watched it in HD, you know, 1080p streaming, and it looks way better at 1080p than it does in its 4K render. Oh, it's wow! Because the 4K mm-hmm. is grainier. Um, cause you can only, you can't, you can't polish a turd. I mean, you can, but then you just have a shiny turd and that's kind of the thing. You can only upscale it so much to where it's the law of diminishing returns. It's just not that good anymore. Right. Uh, it's almost like the resolution's so good that it makes the brightness weird and it like draws your attention to the flaws more than it improves the viewing experience. Hmm. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> Let's talk about Animaniacs because I used to love the Animaniacs. Great show. It really is. The writing mm-hmm. was great and it was so adult, by the way. It was. It really Hello, was. Hello, nurse. Oh, oh, God. It's so adult. So they're coming back. It's been 22 years since Animaniacs graced the small screen, but they're hey, making buddy. a big comeback in the streaming world with Hulu reviving the animated series that was originally executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Now, Amblin Television and Warner Brothers. Animation has some all-new adventures following the Warner Brothers Yakko, Wacko, as well as Warner's Sister Dot, and they run around Warner Brothers' movie lot. They're coming to Hulu this fall. Hulu officially set the animated return for November 20th. This comes from Variety, by the way. They're going to have 13 episodes for all you animated fans, and this is a little synopsis. After returning to their beloved home, the Warner Brothers Water Tower, the animatics waste no time in causing chaos and comic confusion as they run loose the studio and beyond, turning the world into their personal playground, joining Yako, Wacko, and Dot. Fan favorites Pinky and The Brain will also return to continue their quest for world domination. They were my favorites. They're really cool. The pigeons were dope too. Oh, the pigeons, pigeons were badass. Great. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be in there too. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, in was it the, the good feathers? <laughs> Is that what they were? The good feathers. The good yeah. feathers. Yeah. That's right. And I, I love how they had. Real world nods. So like yeah. they, they, they had like the Warner Brothers CEO. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, the, I can't remember if they said his name specifically, but you knew who it was and things like that. So they had like actually connection with the person be like, you're all fired. Yeah. Fuck here. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that about it. And it, it was really adult mm-hmm. friendly. Not as like they were porn or anything. I'm just saying that they were, you know. Yeah. All right. We normally watch really shitty trailers. That's our thing, right? Trailer trash. But. There's a trailer for a show that we really liked from last season. It's called The Boys. It's on Amazon, Amazon Prime. And I know that majority of us have watched it and King Tom hasn't. But even Eric Struthers has actually seen this season. And he, he, I think you liked it, right, Eric? Yes, I loved it. And I love that that's the benchmark. The, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Eric yeah. Struthers watched a thing. And this is the only reason we're actually watching this trailer is because we normally don't get to watch a trailer that Eric has like has seen a season of. So I want to get his reaction. I haven't watched this either. So let's listen for you guys and let's us watch the boys trailer. 
Boys 2, season two trailer. What happened? My wife. She's alive. Vote's holding the gift of someone. Oh man, what a deal. Oh, yeah, that was the end of season now. one. We're in a little bit of trouble. Wu Tang shirt, right on. I thought it was a Sith shirt. Carl Urban. Are you fucking with us? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Listen, this is a fucking mess. He's really good in it, by the way. We're the most wanted lads in the country. Oh man. Oh. <sighs> we got soup terrorists. And we got no superheroes. Oh wow. Hi, I'm Stormfront. Who? I'm the new girl. Wonderful. Mm, Stormfront, huh? So what's your big oh, whoops. There we go. Can I get my wife back? Oh, oh. what? John Carlos Esposito is in this season, guys. More super terrorists will come. For all we know, these maniacs could be waiting for their chance to kill us all. <laughs> Oh, man. Ooh, this is going to be good. I'm just trying to help. Really? How? I got we are in a war, but we can fight back with an army of supermen, millions strong. Now, don't be a pussy. Laser my fucking tits. One, two, three, hit it. <laughs> She's got a whole army of supers. What? All right, what do we do? We can't just kill. Oh, oh yeah. Dang. The violence level has been ramped up, it looks like. Oh, great. Cool. Totally. One, two, three, hit it. We just need to keep our shit together. Man. Longer. This looks really good. <laughs> oh, that was a whale. Oh, he's inside of the whale. They all are. Ugh. Oh, my God. Kill Wow, September 4th, it's coming out. Man. So for people that don't know much about The Boys, everything that you think superheroes would actually do if they had the power in today's society. Yeah, so imagine all your favorite superheroes just kind of in the real and negative sense. There are some, some good superheroes where they're kind of turned by corporations. And money. And money. And fame. And yeah, and fame, just like a lot of good people are you know mm -hmm. so imagine people with insane powers being very real being you know there's no and controlled by a corporate and yeah there's no captain america there's no superman where they they're just you know the good guy all the time that that doesn't exist it's a dark dark world with a lot of superpowers yeah when you watch the first episode with the, within the first two minutes of the first episode you realize what kind of show it is yikes mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is very violent yeah. and pretty gross. This trailer is definitely a red band trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and you should definitely check it out. It looks pretty cool. Eric, what'd you think about this thing? Oh, it looks great, man. I mean, it looks like the violence level is going up several fold, even though it was already pretty intense to begin with. Yeah. You get to see the people who are viewed as being the best. There are 
ever was to being the most terrible people ever born. And mm-hmm. right. I think that like it, it reminded me like a couple of things from season one that haunted me came all like flooding back. Like for yeah. example, the scene where they go to the jet that's going to crash oh. and they realize oh. that they, they can't, they can't stop it. Yeah. So they leave everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're begging them to save them and they won't oh, take anybody the with them and they just go. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. It's just brutal. And you know, I'm very intrigued by the whole go ahead and laser my tits. I I don't know what does is that is she absorbing his power there? Is I that think that she's about? hurt. I think she's hurt and she's trying to get it cauterized. Cauterized the wound. No. Because it she seemed must like be she was, like invulnerable or something and she just gets off on it. That's oh. that's the vibe I was Ooh, getting. Wow, I that's exactly what I'm getting. She's masochistic. Not, you guys, she's she's you a little guys, masochistic, and it, she's like, "Come on, if that's not what you can case, hit me with, there. you guys are perverted." Yeah, that's what the trailer did, dude. What do you want us to do? That's exactly the vibe that it gave off to me. Not that to me. you know, she's a dom. I was and she's watching like, this, Let's do this rectangle box on my screen, and that's what I took from. I thought I saw a wound on her chest plate. No, me too. I think he I shot her already. Hard. I think he shot her right there, and then she's like, "Go for it! Like, give me more." You can do better than that. Okay. Yeah, All that's right. what I was getting. That it was just like burning her. And she wow. was going to like recover okay. from it. What did you say, King Tom? I'm sorry. I thought I saw like a hole on their chest plate. in Like in her flesh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. King Tom, what do you think about this? You haven't seen it. Does this intrigue you to watch it? It looked, yeah, impressive. Production value is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And it's really high. Impressive is a good word. Yeah. Because yeah, you are impressed with the the quality the realism and things like that. And where they push. Yeah, the exactly. Like yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You were, you yeah, think. within the first two minutes, yeah. you are shocked and impressed yeah, right. with what the fuck is happening. And then <laughs> yeah. it just continues to push that. That, yeah. Is, yeah, that is true. Yeah, impressive is a good one. Well, it's like the dark side of superheroism. Yes, that's so right. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Most superheroes are broke. Mm-hmm. They don't have money. They need someone to fund them. They need a benefactor. <laughs> they usually that's have true. a benefactor unless they're super smart or they invent something to pay for things uh it's almost always that way so yeah i could see people you know the the company that has tier levels of heroes and they offer them to cities and they sell them as weapon contracts and you know that's the that's the more into what it's about and it's kind of cool but yeah, it's definitely the dark side of superheroes it really is. I'm, I'm all here for it it's yeah. awesome can't wait that first two minutes of the first episode just wakes you up just snaps you out of it when a train's running oh yeah oh that's that's what i'm talking about and you're just like huh what what, what the hell just happened yeah. right. and, and they, they just repeat <laughs> and he just looks at he's like oh, shit i'm sorry i gotta go and he just takes off something we talked about last night on kessel run radio was how big Mandalorian's going to be because there's not going to be anything else out there during this time during the pandemic this is might have a chance to become enormous because there's yeah. nothing new out. This might take it like Umbrella Academy is blowing up, right? Because they yes. got to film. This is really, hopefully is going to take off. It, it did really well. Uh, the first season, there is a show that's coming to HBO. Oh yeah. Actually this week. Yeah. That's great. Just might be, at least to me, it's going to be awesome. So what's that called? Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Country. Lovecraft. And J.J. Abrams oh, and Jordan yeah. Peele. Yes. J.J. Abrams. Jordan and I Peele. actually uh, had I listened to the book on Audible and it's pretty awesome. Oh, so great. I hope that uh, they can they need be to plug as true it to it more. as possible. 
They've, they've been plugging it on HBO. Like, oh, crazy. no. Well, yeah, it's in HBO. Not, they, but not, I guess. Not I mean, it's us. on Twitter and, and like there, there's other places where they've advertised mm-hmm. for it. It's going to be a word of mouth. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. That's usually what HBO does. Yeah. They just kind of wait in the yeah. wait in the weeds and then yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, it's fucking incredible. Right, Here you right. go. Exactly. It looks like we're going to have a Tron sequel. Did you guys see this? Man, we talked about this a couple of uh, weeks ago. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if they were going to do a Tron again. Well, Variety had an article that Jared Leto is going to be attached to and, and to star and be a co-producer to a new Tron film. What hmm. do you guys think about this? I mean, Jared Leto, I don't know. But what's I, I'm Tron? Ha- I'm ha- fuck off. Bro. Oh, you're about to get throat punched. <laughs> like, legit, I'm gonna throw a disc at throat. You. Oh, good one. Show yeah. enough in Leroy karate chop <laughs> to the to just the Adam's apple. Like, ha, just shut up. Oh, no, no. Less you and I watched Tron in 3D IMAX. Yes. And it was beautiful. Amazing. The, I'm talking about the last one. Tron Legacy was so beautifully done, like visually. And the music was Daft Punk. It was that great. Was awesome. Hey, if it's going to be anything like that, I'm, I'm down for this. I got no problem. I'm still wondering why there's no Tron ride at any of the. Well, Disney there used parks. to be a bullshit on the people mover. There used the to light be a cycles. bullshit light cycles. Yeah. It was crap. It was fake. But you're right. I heard there was a Tron ride at the at Walt Disney World. Is what I heard. Hmm. No, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. They should have done that instead of the Slinky ride or the Incredibles ride. Made that, uh, that really Tron fast ride. roller coaster. That would have been the shit. I wonder if it's going to be coming out on Disney Plus. I wonder if it's going to be a full feature film. We're, we don't know those details yet, but Jerry Leto put something out on Twitter and leaked it when he wasn't supposed to, evidently. Hmm. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. I liked Tron a lot whenever I saw it as a kid. I go back and watch it now, and it's like, oh my gosh, what a snooze fest. Yeah. <laughs> it really, was really, right. really relying on what at the time were the amazing computer <laughs> effects and that sort right. of thing. The sequel was kind of more of the same. It looked better and uh i mean it had its moments but mm-hmm. all in all it was still yeah the story wasn't great yeah. visually though it was so so good. i thought it was great visually yeah so yeah, we'll I see think, i remember seeing it back in the day and as a kid i liked it but it's one of those things that relies on like the look and the special effects gimmick <laughs> the first one did the second one did yeah so is leto gonna like plug himself into a computer and live that way to get ready for the role or something <laughs> did you guys play with the toys did awesome. you ever have the tron toys no I never had the tron toys man. oh man my my dad that was one of the coolest things we ever did we had the light cycles the red oh, one the really? yellow one and a blue one was it like an on track no it's you put a zip tie kind of thing in it and you yank it and the wheel spins and you set it down it takes off oh that's right so oh, we I used do to do remember seeing the commercial was it lit that. up or something no it didn't i mean there was glow in the dark wheels and stuff oh yeah and then right what my on. dad and i would do we he liked that like he totally loved that kind of stuff. So we'd slick up the end of the table with like mm-hmm. grease and stuff and then mm-hmm. pull the thing and set it and let it skid before it takes oh, off. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. That, that's cool. Yeah. Those they had cool. a really cool arcade game. It sure did. Yeah. Not every great movie or great arcade game makes a great home video game. That's why when Mattel Electronics turned Tron into Tron Home Video Games, we made sure the excitement of Tron gameplay found its way into your home. You'll know it the moment you square off against a recognizer, if you last that long. Four great Tron games, two for Intellivision, two for Atari 2600. From Mattel, that was a hard Tron. one, too. It was. Oh, yeah. <sighs> but it had a really cool joystick, the light yeah. blue, and oh, so rad. Right, you had to play very, like, you had to basically play every different encounter, right? 
you right, had the light cycle rage. Yes, and you had the disc, the yeah, disc game. The disc throwing, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The movie is a great concept. It's really ahead of its time. Yeah. But yeah, when you go back and look at it, it's like, oh gosh, are you serious? But you got to appreciate it for what it was at the time when it was. Well, I mean, these are just those types of things where you, you know, people are going to, there's an audience still there. So yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll, re- I'll definitely yeah, watch it. Just like Blade Runner. Yeah. The very last blockbuster location left standing announced that it will be opening its doors to its guests via Airbnb for three one night bookings. So get this September 18th, 19th, 20th. Les is very excited about this. You and up to three of your friends, Les, I'm not inviting you, will literally have the run of the entire store for the night, including a massive entertainment center, a fully furnished living room right in the center, presumably where the horror movie section usually sits. This is coming from uh, Cinema Blend, by the way. The sofa pulls out into a bed, extremely 90 sheet. Best of all, they're only charging $4 per night. Is that? And this is in Oregon. Uh, there's a caveat to that. Uh, you have to live in Bend, Oregon in order to stay there. You have to be a resident. Well, that sucks, boo. I know. You really researched this thing? Were you going to do it? They talked about it on the radio today. Did they? Yeah, that was, well, that I was... feel like at least I'm not the only one talking about it because I was worried. Well, that's that's when I changed the changed the station. So I was like, <laughs> oh, this is boring. <laughs> Moving on. That's the last thing I caught before I changed it to something more interesting. Would you want to stay here if you live there? No. I would. I still have my Blockbuster card in my wallet. You, you don't understand the experience that going to I'm those kidding. places. Like no, well, at four Hollywood bucks, video. At, at four bucks a night. Right? Hollywood video is an imposter. It yeah. was an imposter, but it was still, if you had those, it was there was nothing better than trying to get there. We talked about this before. Nothing better than getting there and trying to run. Friday night? Yeah, run over and grab it. Oh, come on. Well, it, it for me, it was Albertson's rented movies out, too. So I'd always either get the Phantom or the Transformers movie. <laughs> and that was oh, about it. Was good. Yeah. Wait, wait, the cartoon Transformers? Yes. Okay, that's yeah. a great one. Just yeah. so you know, it used to be called a blockbuster night before it was Netflix and chill. That's right. It's a blockbuster night. And then you race so there and so you look the at parents, the drop-ins. You look yeah. at the one people that dropped off and say, dude, you got you to save me that. You got to save me that. I need that movie. I used to work at Music Plus where we used to rent out videos and then we got bought out by Blockbuster and we, we became Blockbuster Music yeah. and they ruined everything. Ruined, ruined everything. <laughs> they wouldn't let you scalp tickets anymore? They would not. That's right. That's they would not. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Things got really strict. Um, <laughs> uh, and not only that, like, they, this place we out. couldn't wear whatever we wanted. We had to wear the, blue the, shirts yeah. and khaki yeah. pants. With the, <sighs> Rod, with the Blockbuster tag. Music. Blockbuster Video though was cool. And I do still have my Blockbuster card in my wallet, just for shits and giggles. I don't think you need to keep it in your wallet. It's coming back, mm-hmm. boo. You can keep it. Just I don't, I don't see the point of it being it's coming in your wallet. Back. All right. Eric, are you into staying with your family at a Blockbuster overnight? <sighs> with my family? Ugh. <laughs> Dude, if I had to take my kids, then no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I think it'd be kind of neat, man. Because, you know, when I was a kid, going to the video store was a big deal. Just what you did. Did you ever creep into the adult section? <laughs> As an adult? Yeah. Yes. Did you feel really weird about it, though? Like they're all, everybody's like watching you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Me too. But I always felt more weird about the people I would see in there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I was young. It's when I saw the, like, the, the dudes who are my age now in there, I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's true. You're right. That is pretty weird. We, at Music Plus, we never had an adult section per se. So uh, we didn't get to watch the creepers go in there and look at those things. But my, I don't even think my kids know what a video store is. 
And I don't think yeah. they'd believe me if I told them. Right. They wouldn't. They really wouldn't. Anytime I still see a video store or something like that, I'm like, that's a front for, for nefarious activities. There's, <laughs> there's probably money being right. washed, bodies being chopped up. Some, <laughs> some crime, crime is happening there. It's a dead giveaway when the store is called Nefarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nefarious <laughs> video. Nefarious video. Yeah. Well, there you go. Blockbuster Airbnb. You're welcome, people. If you live in Bend, Oregon. If you live in Bend. And I think, uh, oh, okay. Some comic book TV movie news real quick. Spidey 3 rumor title. Did you see this, King Tom? No. A new rumor claims to know what the Nobody title. Nobody cares about this either. How dare you? Oh, How dare you? How dare, How dare you? you? We're all Spider-Man fans here. Okay. A new rumor claims to know what the title of the upcoming Marvel Spider-Man 3 will be. And it's Spider-Man Homesick. Marvel scooper Charlie Charles Murphy, I must say Charlie Murphy, Charles Murphy posted the rumor while also pointing towards evidence that, that are out in public suggesting that Homesick is indeed the title of the third film behind Spider-Man's Homecoming and Far From Home. The most compelling piece of evidence seems to be a magazine Esquire all printing Homesick as the title for Spider-Man 3 while trying to give updated previews for the movie that will be released in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Is the fourth one Home Alone? <sighs> <laughs> don't be a hater bro homesick so th- does this mean that he's off to college no he's on the run evidently right oh that's right yeah could this could he can't this, go home he's homesick could this be a tie-in for him to go to san francisco oh, and mess uh, with uh, venom? venom could be could be he just misses his aunt so do i <laughs> we know who to go in the uh adult section yeah i'm right <laughs> x-men iceman rumors now I would normally not talk about this because this was out there by We Got This Covered. And I normally do not talk about what they talk about because 90% of the time, it's not true. But some big trades picked up on this rumor, even though they credited We Got This Covered. So I said, okay, let's talk about this. We have two X-Men fans here. According to We Got This Covered, I will state them. Marvel is keen to work with the 34-year-old Honey Boy star that is Shia LaBeouf. He is considered to try to be Iceman. Marvel is keen on working with him, and they now see a role as one of the X-Men as another possible way of bringing him into the fold while still easing him back into the big budget environment that he'd previously sworn off. Mm-hmm. And I saw this that. on Variety or Hollywood Reporter or something. I was like, what? Unless Shia LaBeouf is going to mix in a little bit of his character from Even Stevens, he's probably not going to pull this off. See, my my struggle is is although I like continuity, I like keeping the same thing. I don't want You're him worried. to leave. You're worried about him? Yeah, I don't want him to leave two movies in. I don't want him to be uh, was it Ben Affleck? Although Ben Affleck left for health reasons and personal reasons, that's completely fine. Yeah. Um, I just. I, I, although to a lesser degree, uh, what's in Batman's girlfriend in the, in the, uh, Nolan trilogy, it was Maggie Gyllenhaal and then it, or no, mm-hmm. it was, I it was Katie uh, Holmes, Katie Holmes and Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Although it's yeah. not that big. It is, it is, it was still shitty. I don't like it. You know, things like that. So, uh, what's his name? Shia LaBeouf when he wants to be and when he can, he is the, he is a very good actor. Yes. He's very committed. There's been multiple instances where, like for Fury, he not he didn't go nuts. He pulled, but, he pulled his tooth out. Yeah, out. but he went pretty ballsy. And then for this most recent movie, the tax the tax collector, yeah. he got actual tattoos, tattoos. Yeah. that said like "creeper" or something like that on his chest. Mm-hmm. 
the man is committed to whatever role he is in. Very method. Yes. So I give him credit for that because uh, that takes a special kind of person. I just I don't want to be like, oh, he did he did a great job and he's gone after one see, movie. That is a uh, that'd be disappointing. To me. Yeah. You said he's thirty four. Yes. Yeah, that's way too old. Iceman, even now, mm-hmm. he's you know one of the original five X Men, but even now he's still portrayed as being on the young side. Okay. The and other thing is that in the last 10 years or so, a major storyline has been that Iceman is gay. Mm-hmm. And they yes, should probably get a gay actor to play him instead of Shia LaBeouf. Well, yeah, well, that's interesting you said that because that is one of the uh, aspects that they talked about is that he might be the first openly gay X-Men out there on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that well. definitely should be part of his character and, and part of the actor. The actor should yeah, actually be. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. But they did consider him for the role of Moon Knight, it says the outlet reported as well. That might work. That would fit. <laughs> Moon Knight is crazy, so yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it a little fit. out there, yeah. But he says no they're no long he he is no longer viewed as one of their top choices. And and like I said before, even though Iceman has made has been changed a lot or changed, he's still a goofball. He's on the young immature side. He's like He's still, he was the class clown in his original version. Am I right, King Tom? Like, he was yep. basically the goofy class clown. Yeah. And like I said, unless Shia LaBeouf reaches back into even Stevens and becomes the Disney Channel kid again, <laughs> you know, he's got to go that far to probably bring, I mean, nothing about him has since Transformers. And actually, he probably left that character behind in iRobot, that version of like his wildly energetic kind oh, of yeah, he was comical, you know, preposterous thing about that. you know he probably left that acting behind because mm-hmm. he's done nothing but independent films right and mm-hmm. he's he's actually developed into more of a dramatic where he really has yes so unless he becomes like the omega level ice man where he's you know an ice wizard and he's like freezing planets any any immortal and already like aged a few hundred years that yeah it's yeah i don't know man okay. i just don't know wanted to get you guys take because i knew you guys would have one good 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 Let's talk about actually Lost. And Ian has the last segment for us, the last review. They watched the last episode. And I will say when I was listening to Ian's voicemail, I decided to put some music in the background in a clip. And King Tom and Les, who have watched Lost, I went back and I watched the very last scene. And I got emotional again, man. Oh, I forgot oh. how great that show is. And it got me emotional watching the last seven minutes of Lost again. And See, I, I don't know if I could put myself through that. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Such a great, great ending. Let's listen to Ian's take on the finale. Hello, Sith List. Before I get started in my review, I'd, I'd just like to say quickly, thank you for encouraging and, and humoring me and airing these reviews and dedicating just a few minutes of your podcast to these reviews and some Lost discussion. So the series finale, powerful, emotional, moving, philosophical. I really thought that the writers did a very an amazing job in wrapping up the show, wrapping up various plot lines. I mean, I don't remember the last time I, I felt such emotion watching a series finale for a show. In terms of where I would rank it, it's definitely top three next to The Sopranos and Breaking Bad's finales. And what I loved a lot was this idea of 
life being a circle, you know, things ending where they begin and beginning where they end and, you know, just the implications of, of that. And when we find out that the flash sideways are really just something that the main characters have created for themselves after they've died, super touching and, and moving and emotional. I felt that, that some of this episode, in particular, that part of the season had definitely inspired by a book C.S. Lewis wrote called The Great Divorce, which is an allegory on heaven, purgatory, and hell, even though C.S. Lewis refuses to use those terms or explain anything that explicitly. And real quick, the music, just as important, and I think as much of a character even as the island is itself. And in particular, one of the more powerful aspects of the series finale is the conversation between Ben and John. Is everyone already inside? I believe most of them are, yes. Mm. I'm very sorry for what I did to you, John. I was selfish, jealous. I wanted everything you had. What did I have? You were special, John. And I wasn't. The notes used, letting us know there's that uncertainty. Ben is welcomed into the church with the rest of them. Ben was just as much a part of their lives and, and experiences he was with them, and yet he's still outside. He's uncertain about moving forward, about letting go. And for just a moment, you know, the writers were able to allow me to feel sympathy for such a character who is so involved in self. Not empathy, but sympathy for such an evil character, but definitely morally ambiguous and self-serving. I think that's all I got. Sorry this is a little bit longer, and this is Ian logging off. All right, Ian. So glad that you loved that in the entire show, that last episode and the last scene. It was so well done. Yeah, Lost was definitely a journey, and I'm, I'm thinking back now to when I first saw the finale. I had no idea, and I don't think most of the people did either, about what was going to happen. The spoiler sites at the time, because I went back and looked, they knew there was some sort of concert and a big fight. But other than that, no one really knew anything, and it was just this story that answered a lot of questions that the, the final season was leading up to, and you got that. And there were some things that were saved for the DVD, uh, mm-hmm. what is it called? The, the New Man in Charge, which is also pretty fun to watch. So if you can if you can watch that. But it was a very satisfying final episode. It really was. Yeah. There it was. Do you remember that, Les? Yes. I, I, I'll be honest. I was confused at the end. Oh, yeah. I think everybody was, was a like, bit. Uh, but then when you- what's, when, what's going on? When you give yourself like another couple of days to- yeah, and then it, absorb all, all of it. And that was probably the better part for me was like everybody throwing their theories uh-huh. and no, 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 that's not what happened. This is no, you got to in there, you know, it was just that's the good thing about a great finale is when people can discuss and then you go back and watch yourself or you experience see hear somebody experience it for the first time. It's, you know, just to be able to discuss things and play with theories and challenge each other in a way and just made you think and discuss and you know, some Think about it. Game of Thrones series finale. People were like, what the blub? You know, people were pissed <laughs> yeah, off. Complete opposite. You know, but Lost, it was like, 
what do you think happened? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Where, where, yes. what, I remember yeah. people were pissed, but majority of the people were like, what the hell just went down? And then when you think about it all, especially watching it the second time over, you you get it. Like you get the just exactly what went down. They, they ne- There were going to be people all along the ride who were going to be unsatisfied with yes. the story, but they never should have done that footage of the beach. I realized that was meant to celebrate the, the, the show altogether, but it made people think that yeah. they were dead the whole time. Right, right, right. That and threw everything so they, off, right? They should never have done that. No. Because no. I think that half the people who were pissed were pissed because of that. Yeah, Eric, you never watched Lost, right? No. no. The end of everything, after they went to black, they just showed the beach with the plane wreckage, correct? From the very first episode, there were no actors. It wasn't like set up like it was smoking. It was just the plane wreckage on the beach. Yeah. So it just threw everyone off. Because mm-hmm. we just saw what happened at the end of the show, and we got a gist of what went down. And then they showed this little thing and just completely threw everything off. People and- thought it meant that they were dead the whole time, that the plane really crashed. They were all dead. Right. right. Which, uh, yeah, that's not what went down. But Ian, again, thank you for spending your time and sending us the voicemails week after week. We really, really appreciate it. And it was fun putting sound bites and music to what you sent us. Thank you. Boo, you found some stuff that's noteworthy in the world of pop culture. Yeah. You know what? Let's do this. Let's call this Boo Bits, where Boo gives us some info that maybe we wouldn't be able to get to because of time constraints. Kind of like a flash around version of some pop culture news. Go ahead, Boo. So no, nothing really too big. It's just Disney's, one of the execs says that New Mutants tickets will go on sale for August 18th. Wow. And, or uh, go on sale on August 18th and the movie's going to open up on the 28th. And he's said that's for sure. Oh, okay. So uh, it's going to be in the theater. Yeah. And then there's a new animation studio that's going to put shit on YouTube with subtitles for anime. And then the live action avatar. Yeah, the uh, the creators left. They bounced. Yeah, exactly. the live action avatar creators. On, well, the creators Netflix. of Avatar oh, were the they came yeah, on the and they said not we're James, out. Not no. James Cameron. They didn't think he was an asshole and left. The, no, no, no. The, the last no, Airbender. Just, yeah, the last Airbender. And then the uh, DC right. Comics had like massive layoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's going to affect right. the DC Comics from well, here it's on out. Changing everything. Yeah, that is <sighs> so it's awful because of COVID and a buyout. Right. Well, AT and T's they're more interested in the stream content. Right. You hold your phone more than you hold a comic book. It's true. That sucks. If they're interested in that. Why put the money into that? They're having you their know. big fandom, right? Or something. Uh, DC's fandom. Huge, huge. Yeah. All their stars are coming out. For and it. supposedly an appearance uh, from The Rock as Black Adam. Yes, I heard. I heard. Very interesting. Very fast. Very dangerous. All right. Let's uh, end this podcast right then and there. Um, uh, Mr. Tom Chansky. Where? Can people find you? Trying to decide whether to launch a, a lost rewatch or a community rewatch. Oh, well, community would probably be a lot more quicker fun. to get through. Yeah, yeah, quicker to get through. Yeah. Lost was fun too. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tom Chansky here on the Sith List, and I do uh, Patreon shows for Steel Wars Blue Harvest, The Bad Motivators. I just did a um, Luke, Rashad, and I, we do a review of comic books. For the bad motivators, and we Great. we started a really fun. It's it's going to take a while to get through, but the uh, the Star Wars comic series, which was an adaptation of George's original draft of Star Wars, mm-hmm. it's going to be coming out sometime soon. Oh, cool! Yeah, that looks. I saw that that came out recently again, didn't it? 
they might have reprinted it, but it first came out like two that right after the Disney purchase. Okay, that's when it went. Okay, right after Disney mm-hmm. purchase. Yeah, it looked pretty interesting. Yeah. Mr. Strothers, where can people find you? Uh, not playing gigs. So what you should mm-hmm. do is follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers to hear more about my other podcasting adventures, including but not limited to the Bad Motivators. Nice. Mr. Carlos Borguayo, where can people find you out there? You can find me on Twitter uh, at the Sith List Boo. Mr. Gonzalez. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lessonmore78. You can find me on Xbox playing Destiny 2 and Call of Duty Warzone. How? How do they find you on Xbox? Uh, it's Cruising Caddy 78. Cruising Gamer Tag. Oh, cool. It's the first time you've ever done this. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to look a, you up, man. There's a solstice of heroes. Destiny 2 had to push back their newest expansion just for obvious reasons, but they're extending the the season now, and then uh, Call of Duty's newest season, newest battle pass just came out. So, Well, thank you. Yep. You can find me at The Sith List, and if you are into Super Nintendo or just a regular NES system, you can find me at The Sith List on their internet live thing that they have i'm playing dragon's lair yeah you want to play for about 10 seconds i'll be on there and other than that you can catch us next week on episode number 211 of the sith list
7-Eleven ripped the knob off. <laughs> oh, Put it in your face mouth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On three. <laughs> Hold on. I got to compose myself. Yeah, good luck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. <sighs> here we go. Focus up here. Come on. We're professional. Yeah. On three. One, two, and three. <laughs> I can't. Oh, fuck. Yeah, just take a swig of beer. Uh, do it, yeah. One, two, and three.